It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off the Leash. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Off the Leash. Trent Mason Elder with you on this Wednesday morning. Joining me as they do each and every week from GRV, Molly Haynes and Andrew Copley. Good morning, team. Welcome. Good morning. Morning, Trent. Wow, what a big week it's been. And we had a huge night at the Meadows on Monday night, the RSN 927 Silver Bullet and the Group 1 Hume Cup, both absolutely fantastic races. And let's start with the Hume Cup where there was a mini upset with Black Impala claiming the $75,000 first prize, Andrew. That's right, Trent. And a huge crowd out there at the Meadows on Melbourne Cup, Eve, as there always is each year. And... Of course, many members of the RSN team out there as well, including yourself, Trent, which was, was great to see. Um, now, the Hume Cup, the Group 1 event over the 600 metres, was the main event, and on paper, it was an extremely even field. But it was Black Impala who got up at the odds of $7.30, defeating the favourite Neo Cleo and Lila Bale in third place. I spoke to Jason Adams, who is a regular contributor to RSN, just before the race, and he told me that he thought Black Impala would win. Uh, that was a big call. So well done to you, Jason. You did very well if you're listening. And uh, look, it was the first group win for Black Impala. First group one win for his trainer, Glenn Dainton. Glenn's been in the game for 30 years, including the past seven years as a trainer. But probably the most interesting story out of that race was that Black Impala is a son of proven Impala, who herself won a Group 1 over the 600 metres at the Meadows, that being the 2013 Rookie Rebel. So congratulations to all involved, including Nick Darra, who bred Black Impala, and also Joe Borg, who owns the Greyhound. Yep, plenty of RSN 927 crew out there the other night, and they uh, gave the buffet a massive nudge, I can assure you, <laughs> especially their dessert uh, table. So, uh, no, it was a fantastic night. The crowd was absolutely sensational, really big crowd on hand. Plenty of kids and families out there having a, a great time, and the, the racing on the track was electric, not only in the Hume Cup, but also the Group 3 RSN 927 Silver Bullet, and this is how it played out. Racing. Poke the Bear began pretty well away, fast there, uphill, Jilly at the centre, Poke the Bear speed, hasten slowly back near the rear, as they go to the back straight, uphill, Jill the leader, uphill, Jill shot away to the back straight, right out the back there would have been Hoden and also Vital Force, going down the back straight, uphill, Jill the leader, she's well clear, six in front, Poke the Bear is in hot pursuit, followed by hasten slowly, then came Belt Up Bubs, although followed by Austin Allen, Diana Fatty, uphill, Jill the leader, here comes Poke the Bear starting to rally the outside, uphill, Jill in front, Lunging Poke the Bear, it's a close one. Poke the Bear or Uphill Jill, followed further back here by Hasten Slaley. That was a great call by Hawk, as always, there. And uh, gee, Uphill Jill, she was in front just everywhere bar the uh, the finish line there and Poke the Bear, the champion that he is, collared her right on the line. This was a, a tremendous race, Andrew. Well, I'll tell you what, Trent, it's not not often Ron Hawksville can't uh, separate yeah. the winners yeah. over the, across the line, but he struggled with that one and... Uh, Failed to commit, and look, uphill Jill after 83 starts. She's nearing the end of her career, no doubt about that, but she pulled in one magnificent performance in that race, led by about six lengths at one stage. She was paying $17. i tell you what, I never thought I'd see the day where uphill Jill's paying $17 yeah, know, in a race. ridiculous. <laughs> and she was so close to getting there, but what a run by Poke the Bear. He is in extraordinary form at the moment. Won nine of his last 12, including the Group 1 Top Gun, just uh, at his start prior, he paid two dollars seventy, and he is now the equal ten dollar favourite for the Melbourne Cup later this month at Sandown Park. So, 
Uh, terrific race, and we look forward to uh, the rest of this spring carnival that's, for the Greyhound Racing. Well, that's pretty big too, $10, because Shona Thompson, when we had a bit of an event at Tab, uh, had said, look, Poke the Bear is just a huge chance heading into the Melbourne Cup, and I think she's got such a high opinion of this dog, and if he's sitting at $10, I think, mm. um, yeah, a good well, chance. there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was a, a fantastic race, and uh, Up Your Jewel uh, deserved a win, I thought, but, I mean, you can't take any way from Poke the Bear, but uh, I didn't have Up Your Jill in the quaddy, so I was glad to oh. see Poke the Bear <laughs> get up from a uh, self-interest point of view. Um, but the, the Thompson Kennel, they are absolutely flying. They are just airborne at the moment. They won the Group 1 Vic Peters at Wentworth Park on Saturday night with Deliver. What a what a couple of weeks it's been for them. Oh, it's been huge. And look, they put so much work, like all trainers, but they put so much work into these dogs. And if you have a dog in the Thompson Kennel, I think you're one very lucky person because um, they obviously are some of the best in the business. One interesting stat too, Trent, is that uh, Poke the Bear has now won three group races, all from box six. Yeah, so right. I spoke, wow. spoke to Darren Pulio, the uh, owner and breeder, after the race, and he said he actually hopes for po- box six in the Melbourne Cup <laughs> in a couple of weeks. I don't think there'd be many owners or trainers <laughs> uh, wishing for the uh, for the green box, but no. uh, there you go. There's an interesting little quirk there for Poke the Bear. Right, let's move on and talk about the Northern Districts Cup, Molly, because uh, it's great to see so many quality country greyhounds competing for tremendous prize money, and that's exactly what we saw at Shepparton on Saturday with the Northern Districts Cup. Yes, it was $25,000 to the winner um, at Shepparton's Northern Districts Cup. It is group listed, so it's almost going to get group status. But interestingly enough, six out of the eight greyhounds in this field were locally trained in the Shepparton region, and that's something that Shepparton Greyhound Racing Club manager Carl McGrath is really proud about. It was a really open race. Half the field jumped under the odds of $10, but it was $10.90 long shot Circus Oasis, who came out on top for local trainer Peter Daprin as well as owner breeder Josh Curl. Now Peter Daprin actually trained the Quinella in this cup with my bro Lewis finishing second. Now my bro Lewis um, was bred by Peter and his family but Circus Oasis jumped from midfield from box four. He found himself in second last position but got an absolute dream run um, on the middle of the field not necessarily the rail to win by just 0.29 lengths. Um, that was the $25,000 Northern Districts Cup. It is his eighth win from 25 starts, and it's going to be really interesting to see what this dog can do in the future. Now, Molly, you've got some retirement news for us, and one of our favourite sprinters, one of our best sprinters, has been retired. Yes, raw ability. I, I was waiting for this day. I think and, um, Anthony as a party was was you know hinting at it not for a little while but you just you just kind of felt it and I spoke to Anthony uh, the other day and his decision to retire Raw Ability was after um well, it was a couple of recent falls from Raw Ability and I think it scared not only um, the dog but Anthony too I think they they weren't you know it's not career ending these falls that he was able to get up and um, obviously he's he's a okay but. I think it just gave Anthony a bit of a shake, and this dog means the absolute world to Anthony. He is one of the most passionate people about his dogs that I've met in greyhound racing. And look, raw ability, he is an absolute star in his own right. He was given as a gift to Anthony and his partner, Kylie, 
just as a thank you because Anthony had done so much for Jacqueline Davis. Um, she decided to give him a pup and what a pup he got. He is a winner of 22 races from 46 starts. Um, his feature race wins include the Group 1 Paws of Thunder and Group 1 Adelaide Cup. He finished on $262,000 in prize money. But we will be hearing Rorability's name around the traps as he will be starting a career with stud duties shortly. Anthony will hold Rorability for a fee of $1,000. And when I spoke to Anthony about why people should use Rorability, because, I mean, there's Fernando Bale, there's mm. Barsha Bale, there's Fabregas, and he said this dog has the nicest nature, his speed is ridiculous, and his chase is there. And I think that ticks all of the boxes for people looking for a stud dog. Um, and I think it was... The Melbourne Cup heat win, I think, was Anthony's standout for Rorability. And if you go back and look at the race, it is easy to see why Anthony has such an opinion of this dog. Yep, and you can go to rawability.com.au to find out more details. Molly, you also wanted to mention Oakland's. We had his trainer Gary, uh, trainer and owner Gary Edwards on the show a little while back after Oakland's had his 209 career starts. Yes, Oakland has unfortunately retired on 224 starts for 31 wins, 38 seconds and 37 third placings. He's nearly six years old and Gary tells me he still looks like a puppy. He doesn't have a grey hair at all. But Gary emailed me over the weekend and he described him as being a highly intelligent greyhound and he tried for every single one of his 224 starts. And he said there'll be plenty more belly belly pats to come mm-hmm. in retirement as he'll live out his days with Gary and Ray Edwards. Enjoy life on the couch. Uh, a fantastic career. Uh, Andrew, the fantastic racing on the track continues. We've had so much of it of late. We've been really spoilt for choice. And Sandown will host one of the most anticipated races of the year on Thursday night, the Group 3 Shootout. This is a four-dog race with the winner to take all of the 25000 that's right, Trent. Just one of the great races on the calendar each year, the shootout. Four dogs uh, in contention, as you mentioned, which is pretty much always the case. And the favourite is the recent Geelong Gold Cup winner, Aston Cometo, who co-trainer Jason Thompson actually, when speaking to Molly Haynes recently, mentioned that he is capable of running 29 seconds flat at Sandown Park. Gee, on that's his fast. Own. That is so fast. It's and so I know fast. Ray Border has a huge opinion of this dog. Sorry, just quickly, mm. Andrew. After um, we put up uh, the preview on our GRV Facebook page and um, we asked who everyone thought was going to win this Geelong Cup, and um, I forget what the guy's name is, but anyway, someone had mentioned, had said Aston Cometo all the way. And then after he won the race, Ray Border got on there onto the preview and said, uh, oh, what a good bloke, or you know, something <laughs> along those lines. So it was great for <laughs> Ray to have a bit of camaraderie. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, if he does run 29 flat, I don't think anyone's going to get near him. It's only about half a length off the track record. But uh, look, there are three other very smart greyhounds in this race, including Orson Allen, Morris Minor, and She's Gifted. And I spoke to Morris Minor's trainer, Tom Savellis, yesterday after he just touched down on arrival from Queensland. He expects She's Gifted from uh, out wide to lead the race, and it will just be a question of whether the others can catch her. He's uh, quietly confident about Morris Minor if he does find the lead. He's got box one, and if he can manage to sneak past She's Gifted, well, 
Uh, he thinks that he is in with a bit of a chance at outside odds. But Trent, you've got the latest odds thanks to tab.com.au. Yeah, so off the red, we've got Morris Miner for Tom Savellis at four twenty, two Orson Allen, Corey Grenfell at three dollars twenty, three Asti Kamede, the favourite for Shona Thompson at two dollars fifteen. Number four, she's gifted Deb Coleman at six six fifty. The reserves five blue striker Peter Akathiotis at six fifty and six Hector Bale at Andrea Daly five dollars. Let's uh, come up with some selections. Let's start with you, Molly. I think Aston Kometo, after hearing Jason, how confident he is, and also the dog's run in the Geelong Cup was ridiculous, and I think a couple of starts on the finish on Lua, and in my opinion, um, the dogs just go super after it. So Aston Kometo for me. Andrew? I'm going to go for Morris Minor. I think he's a sneaky chance. He's a very interesting dog, this one. He's had 60 starts, 20 wins. He's raced in six states or territories around Australia, which is extraordinary. Yet to win a group race. The only state he hasn't raced in is WA. But uh, he's strong. And look, Tom told me yesterday that he's never actually been run down in a race over 500 metres. So if he does hit the front, look out. A mate of mine in Queensland uh, tipped me into Morris Minor for the shootout a few weeks ago and said you can get $34. This was before the field was announced and all that sort of stuff. He said, get on $34. I didn't, of course, and then gets into the field and comes up with the red, and it's four dollars twenty. So, it's a it's a moral. It's well, an absolute moral. I'll, t- I'll tell you something about him too. He, if you think back to the speed star a few weeks ago, he was up against my redeemer. We all know how good that dog yep. is. Morris Minor beat my redeemer, so uh, I think that says a lot. And my redeemer was super impressive. Yeah. over six hundred on um, Monday, Monday night. night. Yep. Oh my gosh! Yep, nearly a, a feature race double there for uh, David Gill. All right, let's move on, guys. We're going to have a chat to Greg Miller now. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Joining us this morning on Off the Leash, the exciting National Greyhound Draft is Sandown Greyhound Racing Club Manager Greg Miller. G'day, Greg. How are you? I'm fantastic, and uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, Tell us uh, about this concept. It's very exciting. Well, it is. I think we've finally got an opportunity to promote syndications around Australia. Um, We've worked very hard uh, and set up a company called uh, Greyhound uh, Syndication Solutions, and we've been able to work with a a holder of a financial services license, namely primary primary securities. Between between us all, we've come up with a concept where we can, uh, I guess, for want of a better word, shout from the rooftops about the value of uh, grand syndications. We thought we'd hit it with a bit of a bang and have a draft following on from the, I guess, the well-known American system and now the Australian system with the AFL. And uh, we've purchased, um, well, George Ferrugia, we engaged, a uh, well-known breeder. Um, we've picked, over the last seven or eight months, 30 very well-bred uh, young pups. And we have uh, had them reared mainly up in New South Wales at uh, Trent Anderson's and Marty Hallinan's, proven uh, rarers. And uh, at the moment, right as we speak, we're engaging 10 kennels from around Australia who will become team leaders. We then go to a draft on the 16th of December. Everyone can listen in, have their computers open, and live as the show unfolds and the 10 team leaders pick three greyhounds each out of the 30 stock we have, um, the you can live join join a syndicate by a 5% share. So it's um, it's an innovative way of uh, engaging the next generation of uh, grain enthusiasts. Certainly is, Greg. It's Andrew here. And this is a world first for greyhound racing and just great to see that you're driving the ship here. Uh, now, you spoke about team leaders and there being 10 teams. Yep. I believe uh, submissions are out for team leaders, for uh, hoping for expressions of interest. How do people get involved there and what sort of people are you looking for? Well, we've made it very clear. We're looking for positive greyhound people. Look, if they have a good record, 
uh, with success. That's great as well. But we want we want um, we want people who are positive about the industry. We need to showcase a whole range of great people that are out there. There's so many new and new and keen young trainers uh, from both sexes. It's great to see. Um, we want them to um, log on to Greyhound SS, which is Greyhound Syndication Solutions au. So Greyhound SS au. Um, all the details are there. They can view the 30 pups that we've purchased, all the breeding and a bit of a bio on each and a video on them and and um, some still shots as well. Um, put the expression of interest. We've got a panel from a really well-known greyhound leaders from around Australia who are going to pick um, the 10 team leaders. Um, most importantly, um, we'll have two media teams and one of them is um, Team RSN, which will be uh, led by James Vandermatt. So... Uh, He'll be representing um, he'll be representing RSN on the day, and he'll pick three greyhounds for the listeners to uh, buy in live on the 16th of December, and we'll follow that team very closely. Yeah, plenty of pressure on uh, James. We've already given him a bit of a rev up, but uh, okay. he'll be all right. <laughs> hey, Greg, tell us about December 16. Uh, what sort of coverage are we expecting? You mentioned uh, it's going to be streamed somewhere at some mm. stage, and uh, I'll tell yep. you what, how can people get involved? Well, we'll uh, on about the middle of November, once we've finalised the teams, we'll be uh, advertising nationally about the TV show. Um, we are negotiating with uh, with uh, a couple of channels at the moment. It will it will be on TV. It will be streamed as well. Um, but it's more, most important, and we'll we'll let you know about the website that you get on the website and buy in, uh, watch the show and buy in live. What, what we're allowed to do um, under, under ASIC rules is that we can take an expression of interest. So the first twenty people who want to be involved with uh, Team RSN, they log on and they put their expression of interest in. Immediately the show finishes, we send them a PDS, a product disclosure statement, and it, it includes the three greyhounds that Team RSN have chosen, and it includes details on James. And you then have to fill in an application form, and you have to um, respond to the PDS and, and fill it and pay the money. Now, you, you're only the first in the queue, of course. If you change your mind, it's an expression of interest, and there'll be a wait list, I'm sure, um, so it's, a, it's an opportunity to buy a five percent share, only one each. We don't want uh, we want to engage a lot of new people in the industry, not just um, one person buying the whole twenty shares. So we will, we will limit it to one share each. It'll be in about the two and a half thousand dollar vicinity. So for two and a half thousand dollars, you'll own five percent of three greyhounds, uh, the best bread we can find, the best um, rearing we could find, and the best trainers we can find around Australia. And I think that's the best opportunity um, in a syndication. Obviously, with greyhound racing, with syndications, um, there's no ongoing training fees, which is an important ingredient once you pay your $2,500. It sure is, Greg. And I know I'm not the only person that's really excited about this concept. But moving on from the National Greyhound Draft, you're also hosting the Group 3 Shootout. Um, I'm on Aston Cometo. Trent and Andrew are pretty confident in Morris Minor. Uh, do you have a tip heading into this one? Uh, well, you know, you've forgotten uh, Orson Allen, who ran a brilliant race here last Thursday night. It was uh, scintillating. It, it took about three or four lengths uh, off his best. So, uh, you know, look, they're always a fantastic race. We know one thing that Asingamento won't lead. He's going to have to get around two or three dogs. Now, he's had struggled getting around seven dogs in the past. Um, of course, the Warrigal St. Ledger and the Geelong Cup victories, he was able to do that by getting up on the rails. He's a... You know, he's an unbelievably fast dog, but he's going to have a fair um, quality of, ahead of him, isn't he? Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of, 
I'm sort of waiting. I um, probably thinking um, Orson Allen if he's if he's recovered all right from the um, from the race on Monday night. Well, fingers crossed. Now the world's uh, the world's greatest, I should say, greyhound race is just around the corner. That is the TAB Melbourne Cup. You yep. must be extraordinarily proud to host a race with such prestige like the Melbourne Cup for greyhounds. Yeah, it's a, it's an absolute honour um, to to race. You know, so just, when I arrived here, and I, I'd been to twenty or thirty Melbourne Cups in my time before I started working here. I actually had a dog favourite for the Melbourne Cup back in nineteen eighty one. That's another story. Um, <laughs> but I'm absolutely honoured to, you know, to lead a team who, who understand the obligations to the industry. That's what it is. You know, we know we have to put our best foot forward, and we do. Uh, make sure everyone who comes along um, really enjoys this, this opportunity to see the best grounds from around the world, or they are the best grounds in the world, at the best track. Um, and it's an honour. And, uh, yeah, look, um, it's, on, uh, it's only two weeks from Friday. The finals are two weeks from Friday, the 23rd of uh, November. Now, what else is happening on Melbourne Cup night, apart from obviously some fantastic racing? What else can um, people get along to experience? Well, there's always um, look. We always have a um, a uh, lot of lot of uh, we have the six hundred thousand dollar wheel. Someone can win six hundred thousand dollars. We have a wristband uh, Melbourne Cup engagement. We we can get a quaddy with the first two legs in. We have a lot of different music. We have different sections. We have a um, we'll have a headline act on the stage before the Melbourne Cup. Um, in Box Nine area, we have a lot of music played as well. Um, I think we've sold over 650 um, dining spots already. There's a few more left in Grand's Entertainment, which is a good area, leads straight out onto the track. So look, we're just about sold out. Um, but look, there's plenty of room for the public. Box 9's a great area. Um, we have kids' rides at one end of the track. Uh, there's a food court, um, which has got a lot of different Asian foods and different foods there, which is fantastic. Now, I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a free night. Um, so why wouldn't you come along? Exactly. Now, one last question for you, Greg. Do you have an early tip for your Melbourne Cup? Uh, well, I've already gone Orson Allen on the, um, haven't I, on the uh, <laughs> yeah. shootout, which, you know, very impressive last week. Um, look, Morris Minor and Aston Kometo are dogs that are going to have to give other dogs start. So you just probably, that makes it much harder. So um, I'll, I'll stick with Orson Allen at the moment, but uh, things should change over the next 10 days for sure. Greg, thanks so much for your time this morning on Off the Leash. Great uh, great job with the draft. It's a fantastic concept. Really excited about it. And uh, good luck to the club on Thursday night. Yeah, man. And stay tuned, everyone. The draft will be great. So uh, we'll give you more information as we go along. Thank you. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. All right, Andrew, the watchdog, plenty of winners, no doubt. No doubt at all, Trent, as always. Six out of 12 at Cranbourne yesterday and also six out of 12 at the Meadows on Hume Cup night. And for all your free, free form guides for all Victorian Greyhound race meetings, simply Google the watchdog. Litter of the week time, Molly, what do you got for us? I've got a Bernardo Dash of Rose litter. Now, the Chignalls bred this litter in Rosedale. Dash of Rose was a great greyhound to watch. Without being a champion, you would have just loved to have her in her kennel. She raced over five, you know, between five and 600 metres around the country and also a couple of starts at Sandown. She had 88 starts for 24 wins and 26 minor placings. This is her second litter. To First was to Fernando Bale. They haven't hit the track yet, but the, uh, the Bernardo litter are four weeks old. There are seven males and three females. The Chignalls, it was no surprise the Chignalls are not selling any of these ones, but I spoke to Jeff about this litter um, not long ago and I just asked why Bernardo because this is his first litter on the track and Jeff said it came down to the KCNO. Now KCNO is the sire of Bernardo. He's an, Bernardo, I mean KCNO is an under underutilised sire, well was, and it really was 
wasn't until a little bit later in the piece before breeders started to realise what Casey and all could throw. And Bernardo himself is, is a bit of a freak. And Jeff, knowing Bernardo's trainer, Bill McMahon, and owner breeder, Jenny Gilly, was confident that this dog was talented enough to be used at stud. But he also said something quite interesting. He was worried about everyone kind of flocking to Fernando Bale and Barsha Bale. And he just wanted that outcross with something a little bit different to be able to breed back into Fernando Bale. It was great to see so many gap dogs on course at the Meadows on Monday night. Hopefully a few of them found new homes. Who's our gap dog of the week, Molly? We have Leo. He's a five-year-old fawn male. He raced under the name Cowboy Love. He had 46 starts for six wins and 13 minor placings and just like his race name he absolutely loves everyone <laughs> he's very easygoing and adores a walk on the lead the gap girls tell me they think he'll be suited to a home with another dogs and kids over the age of 10 so if you think you've got room in your home for leo be sure to contact gap through their website which is gap.grv.org.au but before we go andrew i believe you have some information on the greyhound community day yeah that's right so greyhound community these are great great GRV hosts them twice a year. Next one will be on Sunday, 18th of November. Everything is free, including track tours, barbecues, food trucks, you name it. It's there to register. Go to gap.grv.org.au. All welcome. Busy show, guys. We're out of time. Thanks for uh, coming in. We'll uh, do it all again next week. Enjoy shootout night. Thanks, Thanks Trent. Trent. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.